Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow The Lines MLB lead analyst Monoir on Twitter at Monoir. Breaking down a few games on today's Major League Baseball card. But Mo, before we get started, for our viewers and listeners, if you're checking us out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast, if you head over to the Lines. YouTube page. Remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including most day-to-day bets, which you can find in real time in the lines discord channel. A couple more games that Mo has bets on that we're not going to get to in this video that you could check out on the lines discord channel, which you could find at thelines.com. The link is on the top right-hand corner of the page. But Mo, no bets last night. Cardinals continue to fail to produce with runners in scoring position. It is absurd to watch at times, but I have essentially thrown that future in the trash, at least for the time being. So you have a few bets that we're going to discuss. First one, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. Jays at Orioles, big one in the AL East, kicking off a big series between these two teams. Toronto anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125 on the money line. It is Chris Bassett against Dean Kramer. And Kramer started against Toronto on May 21st, allowing just one earned run. But Toronto did tally nine hits in, I believe, just about five or so innings for Kramer he has a 4.89 ERA and a 4.76 FIP overall. So pitching pretty much to expectation in the negative sense. Like I mentioned, five games separating these two teams in the alley standing. So pretty big matchup here kicking off their series. What do you like in this one? Yeah, even though the Orioles are <laughs> doing better than the Jays, I, I think the uh, the line on this game tells you all you need to know about perceived market strength of these teams. Uh, let's hope it's right for my Blue Jays futures. <laughs> yeah, this one, um, Chris Bassett has not been a guy I've been excited to bet on this year for sure. Um, have noted uh, his struggles keeping his velocity up, uh, and it's pretty much still the case. Still sitting around 92. It's about a mile per hour down from last year. But... Somehow, it's not really resulting in him pitching much worse than he has in the past. Um, And I think this is a decent matchup for him with an Orioles lineup that I don't know quite what it's going to look like. But I think we can be confident it's not going to be as strong as the Orioles have been for a lot of the season. I mean, we know Cedric Mullins is going to be out. Mountcastle has missed several games in a row. I'm not sure if he's going to come back. If he does sit... Ryan O'Hearn seems to be his replacement. He is a very large downgrade. Also plugging in Aaron Hicks, signed off the scrap heap after New York designated him for assignment. He's been very good for the Orioles, but I do not expect that to continue. Ramon Urias, Adam Frazier. I mean, the bottom of this lineup has just doesn't look that good. This lineup overall has been a little bit defanged um, by some of these injuries and stuff. And overall this season, they've been a bit weak against sinkers, 19th in baseball. Chris Bassett throws 40% sinkers. That's still the basis of how he does kind of outpitch his peripherals. He gets a lot of weak contact. So 
I did have the Jays as a bigger favorite. Dean Kramer, you know, he's okay, but he has been struggling this season. His cutter that he added last year, he's trying to throw it more this year. I don't think it's working for him. It's been getting crushed. So I think he needs to go back to last year's pitch mix and cut that usage about in half. But until he starts doing a little better, I'm projecting him a little below league average. So I think if Bassett is going to stay around a four ERA, then this is a good spot for the Jays. I did have them closer to minus 140. They did come down a bit though. I got the minus 125. I think there's a minus 120 out there now. So maybe market not agreeing with my play here, but uh, I do think the Jays should be a little bit bigger favorite. About an hour later, another big divisional matchup in the AL West. Angels at Rangers. LA won a wild one last night. Shohei Otani, two homer night. And pretty substantial favorite when it comes to the AL MVP. But he's not starting in this game. Obviously a two-way player. Jaime Berea taking the mound for the Angels against an unnamed starter for Texas. We were hoping to get a name by now. But as Mo noted to me, in the pre-show meeting, it is likely to be a replacement level starter. So probably not of note anyways. But like I mentioned, Angels took the first game in this series and Berea back in the rotation for the Angels after starting his career in that spot for LA and slightly below average velo along with a fastball spin that's below average too when it comes to his baseball savant ratings. But he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact, which is notable against a pretty good Texas lineup. And he pitched out of relief in his lone outing against the Rangers this season. Angels five and a half back of Texas in first place in this division. What do you like in this game? Well, I'd like to see an Angels sweep in this series. Um, give me a little bit of hope for my uh, Angels bet here. This is a, a big spot, obviously, when they're so far down, um, but but do have some time left. And, and Texas has had some injuries obviously in their pitching staff and their bullpen has really been struggling. So I I think this is a really good spot for the angels. I I should note that for this game, like you said, because of the lack of clarity on the starting pitching, I I think you need to just bet this with action in case there's a Cody Bradford listed as Texas pitcher. That's who I'm seeing reported as the starter, but it's possible it could be somebody else. I hope it is Bradford, not strictly because he's replacement level, because like I said, replacement level is replacement level. These guys are pretty interchangeable, but he is left-handed. The Angels are very, very strong hitting lefties. 116 WRC+, plus that puts them pretty comparable to the Rangers' offense. Um, So yeah, you do need to bet this with action, I think. Otherwise, you're definitely risking not having your play count here. Um, But yeah, Jaime Berea, man, he's been pretty good in his career actually 419 innings pitched with a 3.88 ERA I mean that's a big enough sample where I think we can be confident he's going to outpitch his peripherals he's been worse as a starter for sure but it's not the sort of worse that has me like concerned that he's going to get shelled it's the sort of worse that he's like a little bit below average as a starter where he's been above average as a reliever which is pretty normal Um, but I don't think he's been bad. And yeah, like you said, the contact management, man, 84.6 exit velocity allowed so far this year. That is as good as it gets. Um, Above average call strike plus whiff rate. I mean, he's really, really been spectacular this season. I don't expect it to continue. Um, I'm projecting him more like roughly average, but 
still quite a bit better than what Texas, I think, is going to run out there. Um, with John Gray, I believe, is the one <clears throat> who's missing a start here. Yeah, Cody Bradford, he's really struggled. So I'm hoping it's him. I also like in this spot that the Angels have their closer available, I think. Carlos Estevez, they, they, had, they had that long game yesterday where it went to extras. Estevez pitched one inning. Um, Will Smith pitched two, and Texas has an absolutely atrocious bullpen. So I'm hoping we get a lot of Texas pen middle relief in this one. And I actually projected the Angels to be favored if if that ends up being the case here. Um, so I really like the Angels here, but this is a bit of a dart throw because of the pitching situation. So we talked about two big matchups when it comes to the American League and he now heading over to the Midwest and an interleague matchup that is on the opposite end in terms of intrigue. I guess you could find it maybe in an individual sense that we'll get to that specific player in a second. But Reds at Royals, well, Cincinnati has found their way back in the NL Central standing. So maybe I spoke too soon. Just three and a Better half games back. Better than the Cardinals. That's true. Three and a half games back of Pittsburgh for first place in the division. And Kansas City continues to find new ways to lose, as we saw in the opener. Salvador Perez tying the game with the two out solo home run in the ninth inning granted but Cincinnati took the game in extra innings and par for the course for Kansas City sitting 30 games below 500 but Royals are favored at some shops Jordan Lyles below average to say the least starting pitcher taking on another subpar starter in Brandon Williamson but I mentioned that star-studded individual aspect for Cincinnati Ali De La Cruz sitting around plus 700 to win NL Rookie of the Year. Still behind Corbin Carroll, who I don't know how he catches Carroll. I I guess from a highlight package, De La Cruz is going to rack up his fair share of notable plays this season uh, on the field defensively along with his bat. But Carroll has been so good for an Arizona team that is seemingly going to be headed to the playoffs. So unless Carroll finds his way in the MVP conversation, It'll be an interesting race, to say the least. But Reds, Royals, what do you have single game bet-wise here, Mal? I got the Reds. Um, yeah, this is another one where I think some bullpen usage really does help the Reds as well here, just to jump to that real quick and piggyback off what I was saying about the Angels. Um, like you said, it was a long uh, game yesterday with a lot of bullpen usage. The Royals used all their good arms. Uh, Roldis Chapman, Taylor Clark, what passes for good arms in the Royals pen anyway. <laughs> um, the Reds, after some heavy reliever usage against the Cardinals over the weekend, they they saved their guys. So like Lucas Sims, Alexis Diaz, I believe, did not pitch. So that helps them quite a bit should they take the lead here into the late innings. Um, when we talk about the starters in this one, I was fading Brandon Williamson quite a bit when he came up. It it worked. Um, he's been struggling. That being said, this is a good matchup for him. He is a very... I think the comp that they threw out there in his Fangraph scouting, Blake Snell is a good one. He's going to throw a lot of off-speed stuff and try to get a lot of chases. And against the Royals, that's really good. Um, they are very swing-happy. Third-worst walk rate, fifth-worst chase rate. So they're going to go up there looking to swing 
that's really good for Williamson. He has struggled because of um, a vicious combo of of walks and home runs. You, you're going to walk too many people. You definitely don't want to be allowing home runs, and that's basically just the worst possible combination. But you have a low walk lineup and a low power lineup in Kansas City, um, especially with Vinny Pasquantino out. I just saw, I missed this the last couple of days. I did not realize that he went on the IL, and I saw that this morning. So that's pretty big. He's one of the best hitters. So already a bad lineup with him in there. The bottom of this lineup is as bad as a major league lineup gets, really. Um, and, and the Reds have actually been a pretty good lineup since they called up Matt McClain and Ellie. I mean, past 30 days, they actually have an above-average offense. Like, McClain's been super good for them. And, yeah, like you said, Ellie De La Cruz is— I mean, he manufactured the winning run against the Cardinals uh, when I had the Reds on Sunday night. Uh, Just—it was like walk— steal wild pitch sacrifice and like that's how they won the game and that's the type of speed he brings to the table and yeah i had the reds like minus 120 here it's definitely going that way i got them just minus 102 minus 103 something like that this morning it's almost up to minus 110 at most shops i think that's as far as maybe minus 115 if you want to be a little more aggressive but yeah it's already going that way but hopefully still playable when people see this so a few bets for Mo on the Tuesday MLB card, and you can find the other two in the Lines Discord channel. Remember, the link is over at thelines.com. But that'll do it for our MLB lead analyst, Mo Nawara. And for myself, Eli Herskovich, you can follow the Lines on Twitter at the Lines US. Thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by thelines.com. We'll be back tomorrow for some more Major League Baseball bets. DMO. So long, everybody.